Christmas, everybody, and a very happy holiday season to you, connecting you to more of what makes you happy. This is Kingdom Report Live. I'm Wade Heath, uh, here at the Warner Brothers Studios Media District in Burbank, where we do coast-to-coast coverage of Disney Parks action. And uh, joining me here today for all of the magical fun from AttractionFaction.net, Katrina Manzone. Hi, everybody. And Tyler Crouch. Hey, everyone. And we can't forget the man that makes the world go round, producer Kurtz. Why, hello, Wayne. How you doing? Uh, why, hello, Kurt. Doing fantastic. And can I say, I feel a little bit of Christmas in my bones. How about you? Uh, just a little bit. It's a little Christmassy in here. Just a little tiny bit. Just I, a tad bit. Just, I, I, there's something on Except somebody's Except for Groot. Head. Yeah, where's Groot? Still waiting for his cap on. You know what? I, I, keep, <laughs> I went last Wednesday. They were sold out. I was very, very See what upset. happens when you wait? That's what yeah, happens. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> Should have been there Black Friday. Oh my gosh! Get the tiny hat for Groot. I was other places Black Friday. Very disappointing. Guess Groot's not important. I, you know, he's you're gonna make him walk out on me. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want that. (laughs) Well, grateful to have Groot here. Grateful to have you here. Grateful to be with you on this beautiful Saturday. And uh, there's another member of our team that we want to go to in Walt Disney World. He is our Walt Disney World correspondent. It's time for Garrett on the go. Garrett on the go time. Garrett, live for us at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World. Garrett, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? Happy holidays. I am here on another planet. I am on the petrified forest uh, planet of Batu here at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge out here in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And today it is a very nice breezy day on the planet. It's not being too hostile. Um, but yeah, it's a good day out here. We got a lot of people going around enjoying all the splendor and the magic that came into making this land. Well, I'm happy to hear that. It sounds like uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has been uh, the site of so much activity lately, including uh, last week's grand opening of the Rise of the Resistance attraction, which you, of course, were there for opening day to experience. And uh, we do have that video available here on our YouTube channel at the Kingdom Report. But uh, tell us what's been going on with Rise of the Resistance since opening day. I know that uh, you've been watching it like a hawk because it's the center of everything for Walt Disney World right now. Yeah, so Rise of the Resistance, currently it is probably one of the most popular attractions that uh, Disney has ever conceived. Uh, for, so for those of you that may not know, this is not a typical attraction where you'd wait in a, a queue. 
and then you wait your turn, wait your turn, wait your turn. Uh, essentially, this ride has been so popular that they created a virtual queue for this called the uh, the boarding group system. So essentially, once you scan your magic band and enter the park, you then go on to the My Disney Experience app, and then you have to join a boarding group. Now, that does not mean you get to go on the ride right away. What that means is you have to sit, uh, or not sit, but you can run around the park until you get a notification on your My Disney Experience app saying, hey, it's time for you to ride the attraction. So on opening day, uh, the parking lot actually opened at 4.30 in the morning. There were guests there before even the uh, parking attendants were. And then me, I slept in a little bit until 6, got into the park around 6.45, 6.50. And then I joined a boarding group right away. I got boarding group 64. And once doing that, I had to wait close to eight hours before I actually got to ride the actual attraction. And you were speechless uh, coming off of that attraction for the first time. You've had some time to process it. You've had some time to kind of think about what the experience was like overall. And, you know, you gave your thoughts in the video. But if you were to sum up this attraction, Rise of the Resistance, in one word, what one word do you think you'd choose? That good. Wow. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a one-word Star Wars word, but, like, I, I don't know. It'd have to be one of R2's long beats, like, or something like that. <laughs> um, But that, right, I can't spoil it because Tyler refuses to watch anything about it until he comes out. Yeah, when he comes I'm, in, I'm coming out there soon. So, so hey, me uh, too. You know, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to be there soon, so I just don't want to see anything. Yeah. If I wasn't going to so, be there for a while, then I would definitely watch some stuff. Yeah. But it's like, so, I want to go experience it. Yeah. So w without spoiling it for uh, you folks, as well as our, our lovely viewers, uh, the best way to describe this ride is uh, the attraction is set up sort of like a book where there are different chapters uh, in which you uh, become a member of the resistance. Then you go on many different experiences and thus you have a, uh, you have a rising action you have a climax, and then you have an ending, and there's some characters along the way. No one you know. Uh, there's definitely not a rogue stormtrooper, uh, a, a Jedi, or a pilot at all. And there's definitely no droids uh, or any people with red swords that go vroom, vroom, vroom. There's none of that at all. So None of that. I, uh, truthfully, a terrible uh, attraction. Uh, I knew it. That's what I thought. No, no. <laughs> no uh, it will, for, I got off it. I was... Starstruck, ah, inspired. I, I could not speak. I could not formulate words. Uh, it's truly an attraction that you have to experience to truly understand. Videos do not serve it justice. Um, but that is truly, that is the highest standard of Imagineering, and that is what all rides should strive to be. Uh, I understand now why they couldn't open it right away, but it, it's a shame that they couldn't. But truly, truly, for those eight hours, worth it because i was able to walk around and do stuff but that ride man oh man i i cannot wait to go on it again personally some incredibly high praise there from a guy who knows his attractions that's for sure a guy who uh <laughs> who definitely loves himself some rides garrett i understand that uh, disney's hollywood studios has also made some adjustments uh in light of all of the rise of the resistance activity what can you tell us about that Yes. So uh, first and foremost, you know, every park has its normal operation hours, which are like 9 to 9 p.m. So on, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So on and so forth. Um, and also, in addition to that, parks um, have extra magic hours. For those of you may, that may not know, if you are staying at a Disney hotel, 
uh, you get what are called extra magic hours, which means you get to go in before the general public to experience things. Uh, so that way, say you went to um, Animal Kingdom, you could go on Flight of Passage before everyone else even has a Fast Pass for it. Um, now, with this ride being so popular, people that had extra magic hours, that rule really didn't apply because they were letting people in at 6.30 in the morning that, that didn't have extra magic hours just because they had to get people in. So uh, what they've done is they've adjusted the times for, the, for Hollywood Studios uh, and they've, ex they've made it open earlier and they've kept it open later. So I today it's open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then on other days, they have extra magic hours for after the park has closed. So there might be extra magic hours from from like um, like 10 p.m. to like midnight or 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. So they've adjusted to accommodate uh, not only the people that are showing up extra early to get on this attraction and get those boarding groups, which are the most precious thing at Disney right now, even more precious than um, a Mickey bar. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so the extra magic hours will allow guests that maybe have not had the opportunity to go on the attraction to get in. I'm not sure how the boarding groups will work with them. They probably, once the last boarding group goes, they'll then say, all right, join the general queue. And then you have to wait X amount of time. But uh, I like that they are now giving some love to the resort guests because before it was a free for all. It didn't matter if you were paying $8,000 a night to stand the Grand Floridian. Uh, or if you live down the road, it did not matter. It was truly a Hunger Games style world where it's first come, first serve. Now, I have a question. Yeah. So I've heard that with the extra magic hours starting at 10 p.m. at Hollywood Studios, you're not allowed to go into Rise of the Resistance. That was, they announced it like, I want to say today or something that that's not a guarantee that they're going to have it open. So... What they've been doing this week is even if you get a boarding group, there's no guarantee that you'll get on the ride because of just the popularity of it. So that may be true. I, uh, the, the latest article I read just said that the park would stay open. It didn't really mention much of Rise to Resistance, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if due to the boarding group popularity that they uh, won't allow guests to go on there. However, I, I would just hope that because they – they are keeping the uh, the park open later. They would allow the guests because that's the whole point of extra magic art to get to see that extra magic when other people count. So um, I, I personally hope that once all the boarding groups are done and extra magic art begins, people can still go on the attraction. But um, yeah, I, I will I'll have to dive into that and look into it, maybe report on it later. It almost sounds okay. like a Disney safeguard. That's yeah, what that sounds I, like. I kind of want, yeah, they're not like setting up for expectation. They're like, it's closed. And then you go in, they're like, yeah, I think and that's exactly like, what yeah! that is. That's their I, precaution. I would hope so, because we were even, like, wanting to do it at, like, the 10 p.m. one. But then I was reading get, that. Get here at, like, 6 a.m. Be here at 6 a.m. Get in, because I once can't. you get your boarding group, so you can run around the park. So when I got here opening day, I got in at 7 a.m. I waited around. I went on Slinky Dog Dash, uh, the Space Ranger spin, or not Space Ranger spin, uh, the Saucer spin, and I went on uh, Midway Mania. And then... I had so much time. I left, went to Epcot, and came back. As long as the park does not hit capacity, you're able to re-enter the park. So has it uh, hit capacity can... yet? Um, I don't know if it has hit capacity. It I might haven't have heard anything. Yeah. Opening week. It may have hit opening weekend, but on opening day, I left here at around 11:30, came back at around one, and still had not hit capacity, which is usually the time when everyone's at the park. Um, so. 
Uh, it's a toss-up, but you are more than welcome to leave the park and come back later if, if that's what you want to do. And then when you when your boarding group was ready, how long did it take you then to just get on the ride? So they announced boarding groups on the app, and it'll be like boarding groups uh, 54 through 66. And then you go, you scan your magic band, and then you enter the actual queue. I was in the actual queue uh, for possibly... I want to say 35 to 45 minutes before I, I got to go on uh, and actually experience the, the pre-show and all the other elements of the ride. I'm trying to not spoil anything, so I have to choose my words very carefully. <laughs> I know. It sounds like it kind of blurs the line between, like, what is part of the attraction and what, like, it all just sounds um, like it's all one experience, sort of, which the, sounds... the queue is truthfully part of the attraction. The queue is... Yeah. Just as much of a storytelling element as is the characters and the ride mechanics. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Sounds like you're pumped. I know. <laughs> Our vacation's supposed to be relaxing and stuff, and we have to wake up at like 5 a.m. to get over there, yeah. park, and then be in line by 6. Fear of missing out. I know. And you're good. I probably won't even sleep that night. Might as well not even. Just like Please, the old just, the the just wake up, lot. just be there with a cup of coffee at the ready, being like, are you ready to go? I'm Let's too go. excited to sleep. <laughs> As the child used to say in that adorable commercial. But anything else we should know from Galaxy's Edge or Hollywood Studios? Anything else? Um, they're doing some construction uh, behind the Beauty and the Beast uh, stage show. I don't know what that is exactly. It could be uh, making a walkway for the exit of Fantastic. But uh, truly, all the hype is going on to this attraction for since opening day, every boarding pass has been snagged before 9 a.m. Today, it was snagged before 7.30. So weekends are definitely the peak times that people are getting here extra early. But uh, the only advice I would say is get here as soon as you can. Uh, sleep is for the week. A true Jedi can meditate awake. And um, may the Force be with you. Or go to Baseline Tap House and wait until you... Uh... Your boarding group's called. Knock back a few in the morning. Maybe a mimosa or yeah. two. Why not? Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. classy people do. Classy people do Mimosas. That. <laughs> classy do. people have alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> classy I am straight. a classy person. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just heard an admission here today. Uh, well, Garrett, uh, we look forward to you joining us a little bit later on for some other segments. But uh, have fun in Galaxy's Edge. We'll be checking back with you in just a bit. Sounds good. See ya. Bye, buddy. All right. It's trending countdown time. Top stories. Let's go. Trending countdown where we go all in on those top stories of the week. And speaking of top stories, it sounds like we go to Katrina first with hers. Okay. What's going on? Okay. So, cool new app. Let's get started. So, I was talking uh, last week about Indiana Jones or a couple weeks ago about all the new refurbishments that they're doing. Well, even more great news, they added an app. So, they Say have like what? a Disney Play app where you can decipher a lot of the codes so back in 1995 when you're like when the ride opened and you're walking through the queue they before gave i was you... born right was it really no. no that's not true i was like um, i was like wow shaking my head <laughs> liar <laughs> um and so they would give you like a, a decoder card and then you would just go and you know use your time and just uh, decipher what's going on i remember that yeah, yeah i uh i don't think i it when I was a kid I was too scared I don't I just got through Peter Pan mm. I was feeling great and then that rock comes down and you're like no yeah. I'm good the, I'll wait the discrepancy <laughs> of scariness between Peter Pan and uh, Indiana Jones is, there's definitely a big margin there the baby I steps I the trailer and I was like or like the commercial I was like no 
And then so my brother wrote it, and then I got a churro. So it's a win-win. Oh, that's a nice it's trade-off. Okay. It's okay. It's yeah. good. Um, and uh, so anyway, so great news. They have the decoder back. Uh, new digital versions available on the Disney Play Parks app. The queue uh, for Indiana Jones Adventure has always been an interactive experience, allowing guests to take part in the storyline from the moment they head towards the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. The Disney Play app, which was created to allow guests to interact with the Disney parks and the environment like never before, will take this adventure to the next level with the latest in-queue experience called Indiana Jones Adventure, The Gifts of Mara. As guests explore this game within the app, they will be able to once again decode ancient glyphs along with some new symbols and codes that have been added throughout the queue to piece together the legends of Mara. Each translated code will reveal a single portion of a map. Guests can complete the maps and receive a digital achievement and finish a set in order to piece together a special message from Mara him, herself. I almost said himself. Hmm. That's the uh, that is the confusing thing to me that I read this story too. I thought Mara was a dude. I did too. I'm I, pretty I sure Mara's a dude. Yeah. I mean, he used to be voiced by uh, James Earl Jones. How dare you? Sorry, she <laughs> used to be voiced by James Earl Jones. It's 20, 2019. I was going to say, 2020. I, I guess I sh- I I shouldn't be wrapped up in in the gender. I guess, but no, I just you just assumed I, it was, that person's gender. Yeah, I. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's not wearing a shirt in a lot of the um, different mosaics and stuff of him. Mm. Anyway, anyway, yeah. very interesting. Something to dive into. That's, that's the yeah. most interesting thing about this story to me is that they said herself. Yeah, <laughs> it did throw me off. I was like, assumed it was a him, but it's her for all uh, this time. Anyway, yeah. So that's interesting that all of a sudden this app is this play time app is now focused on they're, Indiana Jones. They're really trying to push this Disney play app, especially with, you know, how well it's taken off in Star Wars. Yep. Now, you know, might as well try to include it in a lot of the other rides because, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say, like, in Florida, their queue system is a lot more interactive in itself versus the play app. And now I think they're trying to, like... I don't know, do that here at Disneyland, but they just, they already have their queues built, so they can't really extend them out or anything, so might as well just include things on your phone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like the Winnie the Pooh over there in Florida has, like, you know, the interactive walls, and they have, like, little play sets where kids can, like, touch it and stuff, and then the Peter Pan queue is, like, amazing in yeah. Florida. I think that's, like, I would just wrap, it's, it's a bummer of that for Fast Pass, you can't go through that, mm-hmm. so you literally have to wait to enjoy it and I and it's totally worth the wait like Tinkerbell floating through the kids um, room and stuff it's amazing I like it too uh, but Disneyland doesn't have room for that so they're just really focusing on that Disney play app but now it's going to burn your battery and then they do say data charges may apply oh, so yeah. be careful everybody gotcha <laughs> I think it's a really cool idea overall I mean I like that they're doing this stuff I just wish that they were like over in Magic Kingdom for example they have like the Pirates League um kind of uh like scavenger hunt you can do or even at Epcot they have the um like the Agent P thing where you can go around to the different countries and 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 do this little scavenger hunt type of thing I think it's all really cool I wish there was more like physical stuff happening in Disneyland does that make sense like I wish that we had these kind of awesome little props and animations happening uh, like they do at Epcot, like they do right. at Magic Kingdom. 
That would make it a lot more fun to the me. The Sorcerer card game. Is, yeah. Have you yeah, played it? I have. Oh, that's like such a fun game, and it's free, and then like you run around, get your steps in. Use the space that's already there. Yeah. You know, animate stuff and, and creates a really engaging experience on top of everything else that's going on, but doesn't detract from anything. No. Right. Yeah. It keeps kids busy. I mean, we've done it. Yeah. Tip, you can use your phone if you don't have the card. Oh. We've done that a couple times. Oh, yeah, we look up a the... card picture, like a picture on the phone, and then we use it, and then it actually sometimes works. Oh my gosh! Well, it's a good um... tip for people who <laughs> who want to experience, like for example, like uh, say the Halloween card from last year. Let's say you yeah. didn't get the Halloween card, you can just pull it up on your phone and see what the animation looks like if you if you really want to know. So, so there was one time we cheating. did it. Is that your sign? It's not cheating. It's There's not no cheating. cheating. <laughs> You're still playing the game. Fly over yeah. there, you know. There was one time they released a Christmas card, and it was like. Three, two weeks or something before the Christmas happened, remember? And then you pulled yeah. up the card. And I just you're like, pulled up a picture of the card. I was like, oh, it, it's already in the game, even though the card's not even available and yet. It's not even available yet. <laughs> and then a cast member walked by and they're like, oh, well, you need cards. I was like, oh, yes, of course we do. <laughs> or, yes, a, or a cell phone, either one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. That's a hot tip. Found that workaround. There you Good go. For yeah. you. <laughs> well, can't wait to see what that looks like in person. I, uh, what else is going on? So they also announced, there's a lot of good news going on this week. Uh, the Disneyland Park is getting the new parade. Hey! Yeah, so it's starting February 28th, 2020. Seems like so far away, but it's so close. It is. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like next year, and it's like two months from now. Yeah. Um, so... It will celebrate an awe-inspiring moments of magic that are in the hearts of so many Disney stories. Mickey Mouse leads this new daytime spectacular through downtown, uh, through uh, Main Street USA, revealing a parade of stunning floats, beautiful costumes, and beloved Disney characters. And the parade will also feature an energetic musical score and new song co-composed by singer-songwriter Todrick Hall. I don't know who that is. Of YouTube fame. He also did some MTV stuff, but uh, yeah, oh. yeah, Todrick Hall. Okay, cool. Yeah, big Disney fan, that guy. Well, that's really cool. I'm sure he's like stoked to get yeah. like a co-songwriter thing. Uh, and then so some highlights are from Walt Disney's Animation Studios' record-breaking hit Frozen 2. Anna and Elsa explore the mysteries of an enchanted forest protected by Noak, the mystical water spirit, as their friends Kristoff, Sven, and Olaf tag along. And on... Her voyage canoe, Moana's full, uh, was it, fourth on the crest of the towering wave inspired by beautiful koa wood carvings and inset with dazzling animated glimpse into the magic of the ocean. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Yeah, I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, and then joining Moana and her journey is legendary demigod Maui making his Disneyland Resort debut on his own magical island along with Moana's adorable pet pig Pua and I'm so excited to see little Pua yeah that'll be cool Pua in person yeah oh my gosh adorable um and then also another one I'm really excited about is the um the Coco float so Miguel appears in person for the first time celebrating the magic that happens when he strums the guitar of Ernesto de la Cruz in the Disney and Pixar film Coco, this spectacular float bridges the land of the living and the land of the dead with vibrant marigolds and fantastical alibre, alibreje? Yeah, that's what alibreja. how you say it. Uh, spirit animals join in the procession along with Miguel's dog, Dante. So that's really exciting. I'm like super stoked for that one. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. It's a beautiful, I don't know, such a beautiful film. So I'm excited to see it in real, like, real life and actually see like a real Miguel, not a puppet. Yeah. That haunts my dreams sometimes. Oh. 
Uh, and then uh, the Regal Grand Finale of Magic Happens celebrates magical moments from several classic Disney stories, including the happily ever after scene from Sleeping Beauty with the trio of fairies and Princess Aurora's gown shimmering between the hues of pink and blue. It's going to be pretty legit. Uh, and Magic Happens will remind us we don't need wings to fly, that shooting stars are made to wish upon, and that magic doesn't stop at midnight. So stay tuned because they're going. The Disney Parks blog is going to be releasing more information before February twenty eighth to get you guys excited for the parade. But I'm excited to see this uh, change between Aurora's gown mm-hmm. of blue and pink. Because isn't there one like in uh, one of the Asian parks that does that? My ears are falling out. Oh, oh, this keeps like tighten that up. I'm pretty sure that was a video going around. I think that was a fake video, but I could be wrong. Fake news, as they say. Maybe. Well, I hope that fake news is real news for Disneyland because that is going to be legit. Yeah, I wonder how they're (laughs) going to do that during the day. Mm. Mm, Magic. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Magic doesn't end (laughs) after midnight. I just realized. We don't. We don't ask stupid questions here, Tyler. (laughs) uh, Magic solves everything. Wow. Simple. I mean, all (laughs) you need is yeah, some trickery and all that stuff. That's right. It's all you need. I'm super stoked. So that's what's going on. I think it's thrilling that Disneyland finally is getting a new parade. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. I like sure. Sensational. Yeah, Sensational is really nice. But, but I mean, it was fun. Like that music gets to you. You're like, Sensational. And you're like, yeah. And Tremendous you soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's nice to see something new. Uh, I wish, I'm hoping Paint the Night either goes to like Florida or something because they, they need mm. it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a while since they've had a nighttime parade. I, they should have a nighttime parade, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm excited that we get the new parade. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After a string of entertainment cuts that have uh, swept through the parks, you know, this past year, um, cue that echo. JPEG. 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 I was like, the echo. Cue that echo. I totally forgot about last week's joke already. So I'll uh, never forget about that joke. The chairman of Parks and Resorts uh, having uh, maybe a, a few things to do with uh, sweeping entertainment cuts that have gone through the parks this past year. It really kind of depressed the parks in a little bit of a way. But uh, knowing that this new parade is on its way to Disneyland, uh, super pumped. In February, like yeah, and well, I guess like spring break soon. But it's just surprising that it's going to be at the end of February. Yeah. So great I, time of year to have something thrown in, I guess. Yeah, to get uh, people in because mm-hmm. it's always dead. So yeah, I think for spring break they're probably getting it ready. You know? Yeah, I'm excited. Yep, it's yeah, gonna be awesome. Tyler, what else is going on? Yeah, so uh, jumping over to Disney World, I suppose. Uh, um, the Beaches and Cream little uh, ice cream shop that's over at the Disney's Beach Club Resort is going to be reopening Ooh. with a brand new look and some new goodies on December 26th. Yum, so, yum. Uh, day after Christmas, huh? What a gift. Yeah, I know, really, yeah. <laughs> I know, a day late, but that's fine. It's all, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> so when it reopens, there's going to be an enhanced layout, which has an, ex- uh, it's going to be expanded to offer some more space to guests. Um, the new look is going to embrace the timeless charm of an old fashioned soda fountain, which it already kind of does, but this is kind of more of a modern look. I feel like soft shades of teal, almond and rose adorn the walls. And Ooh, I know, almond. I know, uh, 
Remember when, uh, like, well, I wasn't all around for it, but remember all the houses that had avocado in the kitchen? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, out of avocado carpet, like, the color. I just I just, I, I just remember going into a lot of old kitchens that were strangely avocado colored. California proud. That's <laughs> yeah. right. It's an almond era now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, as well as those colors, there's going to be accents of blue and yellow. Colorful decorative balls are going to be reminiscent of beach balls. They're going to be scattered throughout the whole place. And, of course, the jukebox is going to still be there. It's going to have hits that span the decades. Very exciting. Um, Beaches and Cream is a nice place. Uh, I'm excited for it to reopen again, and especially because of some of these food choices. I'm not a big salmon guy, so forgive me on I'm not excited for this one, but (laughs) there's going to be a seared salmon filet sandwich with bacon aioli. Uh, on a house baked multi grain bun, which which you know honestly bacon aioli, maybe I maybe I could be a salmon guy. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> all it takes. That I salmon know. sandwich at Lamplight Lounge is like similar, and then I got you hooked on that bacon aioli. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. like if you Good. go to Lamplight Lounge, I have a bacon aioli that literally has like these giant chunks of bacon. In it. It's crazy. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like they have this like salmon. I mean, like side note, salmon <laughs> sandwich, but it's like a nice like nice fillet of salmon. So, and then they give you like bacon, uh, like a bacon aioli on top of it with like crispy prosciutto. So it's just like this. It, it oh, is. It is so good. And so now it's just like I tell Tyler, if you want a burger, just ask for like the bacon aioli, so you don't like have to pay extra for like bacon or something. Yeah, it's it's you get both worlds. Good deal. Sounds captivating. It is oh good. My. It's like my favorite sandwich. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. It sounds really good. Along with that salmon fillet sandwich coming, there's going to be a French dip sandwich, which is going to be topped with crispy onions and Swiss cheese on a oh. toasted French roll. Uh, and then they're going to have like a different, they're going to have a multiple selections of loaded tots, I guess. But Ooh. the one that they wanted to highlight was this plant-based chili loaded tots with cheddar cheese, sour cream, and green onions. Wow. Um, so, and then along with that plant-based option, they're going to also be uh, featuring a plant-based burger, which will have plant based mayo on it as well uh there's going to be caramel um uh, caramelized onion balsamic onion jam vegan a's or something yeah uh, yeah exactly (laughs) so it's probably it's going to be some kind of soy based thing if i had to guess but doesn't like plant-based tots that's (laughs) for sure well the tots are always going to be plant based. thank you thank you wade pointing that one out yeah (laughs) (laughs) that sounds breathtaking It, it sounds pretty good and of course they're gonna the the specialty shakes and Sundays are gonna be making a return, of course. Um, mm. When they do reopen, there's gonna be a seasonal cheesecake, the old fashioned oh. apple pie cheesecake, which sounds hey, sounds if you're an apple pie fan, yeah. then you know that's right up your alley. But another plant based option, they're very into the plant based stuff with this. It's the new hotness, I guess so. Um, this this dessert sounds amazing though. Cookie fries. Whoa. Which Ooh. I don't know exactly what that entails. Are they just I guess they're just gonna be strips of cookie. Yeah. Um but hmm. they're gonna come with dipping sauces, marshmallow cream, chocolate, caramel, and strawberry. And again, all plant based. I guess the cookies itself and everything are interesting. Yeah. They're really jumping in on this uh plant based train. Yeah, so if you want to, uh, if you would like to go uh, see Beaches and Cream on the 26th, you can make a reservation now, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. That's exciting. So. Uh, that is a, a restaurant that uh, is quite hard to get into because it's so small. Um, the concept arts uh, that we've shown to you today does make it look like perhaps it's a little bit bigger. Maybe they just reconfigured things. I mean, it looks 
it looks wider uh, than I remember. It looks longer than I remember. So, you know, perhaps it's just the art. Uh, I don't know. But it definitely looks like, all right, maybe maybe they've found a way to add capacity uh, for the sake of being able to enjoy it. But uh, all those menu items make it uh, a destination worth visiting yet again. Nothing, nothing changed. I still want to go there. I still want to enjoy it. And if you're at the Beach Club Resort... No greater place to stop by uh, than than that little restaurant. It's right next to the pool and perfect for their mounds of heaping fries. And now your plant-based tots. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, so along with uh, that news, there is some more Disney World news here. Uh, the uh, For those that don't know, uh, La Nuba was the Cirque du Soleil show that was over at Disney Springs for many years. That show closed last year or earlier this year. I feel like it's been forever. I know. It seems yeah. like it's been a long time. But um, anyway, the new show that will be coming to that theater is going to be called Drawn to Life. And it's the first time ever that the Imagineers and Cirque have worked together. Along, and uh, also, uh, not to exclude uh, Walt Disney Animation, they'll be working along with the two crews to uh, create a new show. I'm going to read the little description here. Um, it's a story of Julie, a courageous and determined girl who discovers an unexpected gift left for her by her late father, an unfinished animation piece guided by a surprising pencil. She embarks on an inspiring quest sprinkled with her Disney uh, childhood memories. Oh. Through this journey, she learns to imagine new possibilities and animate uh, her new future. So it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, the reason I'm bringing all this up is because right now, this very instant, uh, you can book tickets to this new show, uh, and it's opening spring 2020. It, it's it's doing some like kind of soft opens um, starting March 20th. The first four days are already sold out, so if you wow. want to go see it uh, March you know 25th, you can go do that, I believe. Um, but then it's going to be opening for realsies. Uh, on April 17th. So, uh, you know, it sounds like it's going to be really cool. I think if I had to guess, I mean, with that Imagineering story that has been coming on with Disney Plus and uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway and now this, I just feel like this is going to be some top-level projection mapping. Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to be really spectacular stuff that is going to be like a feast for your eyes for, to use that old term, but it's going to be really cool and I'm excited for it. So get your reservations or get your tickets. It's coming, coming I, soon. I didn't anticipate Disney being so heavily involved with this production this time sure. around. I mean, yeah. th- this is the best news and to even hear that sort of backstory makes me beyond thrilled to, yeah. to go see this show now. Like th- this is a driving force in me needing to see the show the next time I'm there. You know, it's funny because I have to admit I've been to Disney World countless times now, and for whatever reason, I, I never saw Lanuba. I, I kind of wanted to in the back of my head a little bit. I was like, oh, I probably should go see it, but I just never saw it, and I, I kind of regret it at this point. It was but, a great show. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I, I really do think it was probably a great show, but I I have to see this show. It's exactly what you just said. The 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 Disney and Imagineering coming together with all this and the animation studio it's like it sounds like it's going to just be incredible so what a brilliant idea yeah. to make this a must see 
entertainment spectacular in Disney Springs. I mean, before Lanuba being an exclusive show to Walt Disney World, right? It wasn't sure. something you could see anywhere else. So, I mean, it was still, you know, very much a driving force in an entertainment, you know, a, a night out. Uh, it had been around for many years and had sort of passed its prime. And now to know that Disney is so involved in creating a new show with a backstory and you know the latest technology, as you'd mentioned, Tyler, uh, going to be cool. Yeah, it really is going to be. I, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about it. I am just excited about it because it's it it's just one of those things that um, I've always been a Cirque fan, mm. but now with these two things coming together, and it, and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant move too because people are coming to see Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming on a vacation to see Disney, why not throw Disney into the Cirque show? I, feel I mean, they that, should have like figured this out like a long time ago. Maybe yeah. they've been working on it for years and they're yeah, just like waiting or something. But so I wonder when Woody Woodpecker is going to show up in Blue Man Group. <laughs> over at Universal, of course. Yeah, over. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those people. I'll that, see my way out. That don't know what he's what he's referencing. Yeah, very good. Well, that's the news for this week. More Kingdom Report Live, straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. Do you know everything the ghost host is going to say before he says it? Are you ready to thank the Venetians each time you board Spaceship Earth? Can you recite Walt's opening day dedication speech? Then join the Kingdom team today, the influential legacy fan community featuring exclusive merchandise that will alert all who've come to this happy place that you are more than just another guest. You are a trusted theme park fan. Don't miss out. Join the Kingdom team right now by visiting the homepage at KingdomReportLive.com. That's KingdomReportLive.com. And now, back to the magic. Disney list time has arrived, and this week it's all about the top three favorite things about Magic Kingdom Park at Christmas, and uh, we go to our our list aficionado, one Katrina Manzoni, with that topic. Katrina, Christmas, Magic Kingdom, you seem to appreciate this holiday season. Love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what tops your list? Okay, so I was really excited that you chose me, so I was like, yeah. Um, Oh my gosh, Magic Kingdom with Christmas. I don't even know where to begin. Spectacular. So, one, Jingle Cruise. Oh, yeah. That is probably like probably one ride we're going to ride like over and over and over again as many times as we can. We definitely need to get it in. Um, I love Jingle Cruise. I was so heartbroken when Disneyland didn't bring it back mm. uh, and went to Disney World, but I'm glad it still survived. And so, it's pretty much for anybody that doesn't know what Jingle Cruise is, it's the Jungle Cruise, but they make it very festive and all the boats are renamed in like kind of like fun Christmas, Hanukkah, um, I don't know, weird names, uh, like the, what is it, name puns or something? I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. I mean, they, they use little alliterations yeah. that just use like, they have like uh, I mistletoe Molly or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. super cute. And then all around there's... Um, a shipment that was supposed to come in and the plane crashed and then all these presents and decorations just pretty much threw up all over the Jungle Cruise. And so there's like, I don't know, 
presents everywhere. There's fruit like cakes. fruit cakes. There's <laughs> the uh, the tribe that wear like ugly Christmas sweaters. I don't know if they do that over there. I think they just have like a stack. They I, honestly they, the Disneyland one and the Magic Kingdom one yeah. blend together for me. Uh, I know they have. Anyway, so it's it's super fun. I love doing it, and I'm glad they have it. And then it used to happen at Disneyland. No longer, used to, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the Disneyland one was a little bit better because they added more decorations mm-hmm. to it, they and did. the Disney World one's a little sparse, but. It doesn't matter. It's still it still survived. Certainly. So now they need to create more merchandise for Jingle Cruise is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. uh, and then my second one, a lot of people may not know about it, but Be Our Guest actually decorates the interior of um, for it to be Christmassy because they already have when you sit down in the main ballroom, the outside is always snowing. Mm-hmm. But now they add this like beautiful Christmas tree. So if you've ever watched uh, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas they have uh, the angel on top, Angelique, on it. So it's it's actually really pretty. And I remember Tyler and I went uh, like on our second trip together, and we got a dining reservation. And then I walked in, and I immediately started crying. Because oh. it was just so magical. It's so beautiful. We went, I think, for dinner. And... The tree was all decorated. It's it's just it's so it's just so beautiful. And then I was like, "What's up on the top of the tree?" And then I like immediately started crying. Mm. And I was just like, "Angelique, oh my gosh!" And then uh, so it's just it's such a beautiful experience. And then uh, something that I don't think anybody would even think about yeah, being being just, in there at Christmas time. You're right because there is that whole other <laughs> film that they created that's basically between the time where Belle got like locked in you yeah. know the the castle with the beast between that time and then when Gaston came with the torches and everything yeah. in between there's this whole christmas story that nobody realized existed and disney put that out many years ago but it's like a direct to dvd vhs sort of yeah, thing yeah it was, i mean it's it was it's it's an okay it's an okay short you know like when I was a little kid and Beauty and the Beast the Enchanted Christmas came out my mom got it for me on VHS for Christmas and I watched it every single year and then I actually just rewatched it again because it was on Disney Plus so I was like Tyler I'm watching this you want to watch it and so he came in and watched a little bit watched of it a little bit it has yeah. the amazing Tim Curry in it Tim That's... Curry's in oh. it Bernadette Peter plays Angelique. Uh, and yeah, to, I didn't really know Tim Curry was in it. And Paul and Rubens he, is in it too. Yeah. And so there, yeah, yeah so he plays Fife and then, uh, Maestro is, uh, Tim Curry. And so Tyler wow. like immediately like recognized their voice and I was like, huh, well, that's oh, cool. pretty cool. That's yeah. interesting. Uh, and then they, you know, they dabble with the, the new kind of like animation, how they use like in Hercules, like the. And so it's just some some scenes don't really mesh well with cartoon animated stuff. I don't mm, know. They were trying to they were doing the computer animated thing for the first time, you know. Yeah, it was, so it just doesn't. Tim Curry doesn't always doesn't blend match, together that but, well. But. <laughs> but anyway, but it's still like a, such a beautiful uh, kind of. I feel like people don't really like give it enough respect like it should. So I didn't even I know, give it respect. <laughs> but I didn't even know that um, be our guest did that at oh, Christmas time. So that's, it's yeah, so that's magical. Awesome. I great tip. If you can get in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, it's still going to be beautiful inside. Uh, but you have to sit in the main ballroom. You can't, you can't sit on any other side. Just <laughs> right there, uh, just to admire that beautiful tree. Um, and then, last but not least, obviously, um, I hope you're going to get this when I, we walk in uh, in like a couple days. Is Cinderella's castle? Oh well. Oh. So <laughs> it's just every time I go, I see Cinderella's castle. I always cry. But when it's lit, it is. So magical that you just get overwhelmed yeah. by how beautiful it looks. Like Disneyland, like the Sleeping Beauty Castle is 
is cute, you know, and it's quaint, like the decorations and stuff. But for some reason, this is just out of its world. Like it's still, it's still like a screensaver on my phone from yeah. years and years ago. It's just still so gorgeous, and I love looking at it. It's on a grand scale. And and when Elsa just like lights it up, it it just honestly, you need to watch it, mm-hmm. and it's just so spectacular. And then. And I'm like getting emotional just thinking about it now. I just like, can't wait till I go see it. Uh, so I would just say like you have to go wait for it to be decorated at night. It's just, oh my god, I'm those are like <laughs> I can I'm, see you tearing I'm, up. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> so excited. I can't wait. It's like I'm counting down the days. Up. Four more days. So I can't wait to get to Magic Kingdom ASAP to see this. Uh, anyway, so those are my three. Uh, Jingle Cruise. Have you have to do it? Uh, try to get in to be our guest to see Angelique on the tree. Uh, poor forgotten little angel she is and Cinderella Castle she you know that's just I mean everywhere everywhere around Magic Kingdom is just amazing like the going down Main Street I always get choked up because Mm. you just see the tree and you see all the decorations and then you know and then you see the castle in the distance and you're just like oh my goodness like I'm here this is actually spectacular Uh, it's just oh my gosh I can't wait I can't wait to go me too. So There's a reason why Magic Kingdom routinely throughout the month of December um, is so overwhelmed with yeah. crowds. And then, of course, those two weeks of Christmas into New Year's routinely uh, sees main gate restrictions and doesn't let people in on occasion because it's so busy and backed up. There's a reason why. And even though dealing with those crazy crowds and, and having to put up with um, overwhelming amounts of people wall to wall, there's a reason why everyone's there. And that is because it's unlike anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. It touches your heart. There's a a Christmas magic to this that can't be replicated anywhere. Uh, So I know that uh, every one of those is heartfelt for you. Yeah, you can't, you kind of just forget what's going on in your life and you just escape. And I think that's what I, the reason why everybody loves to go to Disney World or Disneyland and go on a trip during Christmas is to kind of forget reality and just escape it and just enjoy it. Yes, it's busy. It's just it's going to be crazy. And if you can't go during Christmas, like I think my favorite time of year, and I'll say it again, is like going from Halloween to Christmas within those within that week span. Because I'm a Christmas person, he's a Halloween person, so we'll go for Halloween. I love seeing Christmas decorations, but it's just too busy sometimes to go during yeah. the holidays. So uh, within like a snap of the fingers, the next day it's just Halloween's gone on the third, like on the November first. Most of the decorations are starting to get put up. Jingle Cruise usually starts on, like, the 2nd or the 3rd. And then the castle lighting starts probably later that week, around, like, the 7th or the 8th. And then you just get, like, best of both worlds. So if you guys can, like, try to manage. And the the crowds are a lot lower Mm -hmm. at that point, too. So if you can manage it, try to go at the end of Halloween, beginning of November, so you get, like, best of both worlds. So perfect. And that's how we work. (laughs) (laughs) Katrina's top three favorite things about Magic Kingdom Park at Christmas time. Kingdom Report Live continues straight ahead. Don't you go anywhere. Hey, Kingdom team. Do you need more magic in your life? We understand, which is why we connect you to more of what makes you happy three times a week. Catch our theme park coverage, vlogs, and reviews every Tuesday and Thursday. And experience the Kingdom Report live, streaming every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. That's new content every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, crafted with you in mind. Don't miss out. Be sure to subscribe and activate notifications at The Kingdom Report on YouTube. And catch every update throughout the week at 
Kingdom Report Live on social media. See you there. It's do it or ditch it time, where we discuss whether or not something is worth spending our vacation time on or giving up entirely. And today, it is all about Voyage of the Little Mermaid at Disney's Hollywood Studios out at Walt Disney World. Something that uh, definitely had a lot of activity in terms of the uh, poll that we ran on the Kingdom Report Facebook page. It's something that uh, I I figured was... um, I mean, all of these were going to be, you know, anytime we, we select one of these, uh, it's usually because it's an attraction or show that's kind of past its prime mm-hmm. um, that not everybody talks about. Uh, but this one had a, an interesting reaction. Um, we'll go ahead and take a look at what our Kingdom team out there uh, in the universe had to say. Amy said, can't beat the live performances. Amazing puppeteers. Joe said, I think it's a little too short. I would like a little more of the story. I hate to ever say replace it because it affects a lot of people working it. It's very considerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg says, I say yes, uh, because during the warmer days, it's a chance to see a cute show while sitting down in an air-conditioned room. And Brad says, I actually forgot this was even in Hollywood Studios. Um, so we asked everybody, you know, is this part of your vacation? Are you going to make time for it? Or are you going to ditch it entirely? Uh, what do you guys say? I'm going to say do it. Okay. Uh, I think because Hollywood Studios doesn't really have a lot. I mean, it has like now it has Star Wars. But, uh, you know, it's it's fun for like little kids. Like when we saw it for the first time, I was actually I was actually pretty in, like intrigued by the, the live puppeteering and stuff that was happening. I thought it was really cool. Uh Worth to waste my fast pass on? Probably not. Because I would I get a fast pass for it? No. No, that's one of my answers. But I say if if you're you should watch it. It's a lot better than like the live action that they did on TV. That's for sure. Flounder actually looks like Flounder. Oh, I know. I. I, it was fine. You I put was... a Santa hat on and you turn into just a Jezebel. Look at that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Goodness I'm classy. gracious. <laughs> I I'm drink. Classy. I drink. <laughs> exactly. You know, this is not water. <laughs> <laughs> Only classy people drink things other than water. Right? Exactly. Yes, yeah. Well, very good. Tyler, what about you? This is a, a show that's been around a long time and certainly <laughs> appears that way on stage. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny that you say that because my thing is, I actually think that it's an impressive thing to see on stage. Like, um, personally, I'm into the puppeteering. It uses a lot of kind of blacklight Mm -hmm. stuff so that um, they can, you know, hide the performers, the actual puppeteers. And um, they do a lot of great puppeteering with that stuff. They have a lot of cool kind of like, like, for example, they blend a lot of projection and um, and live action stuff. And, like, for the example I was going to use is, uh, like, at the end of Under the Sea, you can see, like, a lot of the puppets and Ariel sitting behind a scrim, basically. You know, they do the big sting at the end, and they're behind a scrim, a scrim and they project around them, you know, this big group of fish. And so it makes it look like this big kind of, you know, joyous scene of just hundreds of fish all celebrating together and i think like it's the little details like that that make it 
so cool. And not to mention that really cool Ursula like puppet or mm. whatever you want to call call her. I don't know. I, I mean, now that I can't see her at Fantasmic anymore, it's the only giant Ursula I have. So um, I'm going to say do it. I, I'm going to say do it. Uh, but with the caveat of like, you don't need to see it that often. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like my country bears phenomenon. Well, I guess so, yeah. yeah. I think if you haven't seen it for a while or if you've never seen it, I think it's definitely worth it, especially if you're going to be uh, getting in your in your boarding group for Rise of the Resistance and then waiting okay. around for eight hours like Garrett did. I mean, you're going to need to see Little Mermaid to kill eight hours at that park. So. Sure. Um, I think it sounds. I, I think it's fun. I think it's the best show that they have there. I don't know Indiana Jones. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's one of the best shows Quite they a have there for you. Yes, <laughs> I know. I know. Now I just. I don't know if what I said. I actually agree with, but mm. it's a great thing. I feel like I've been talking too much about it. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take a look at the poll that we ran here uh, for all of you, and we asked that very question of uh, is this something that you always see or not? And sixty three percent of uh, our kingdom audience said, "Yeah, we always see it." Thirty seven percent said, "No." Update or replace that thing oh, no. uh, but we go to Walt Disney World and Disney's Hollywood Studios now right outside of Voyage of the Little Mermaid our own Garrett Hassel Garrett look at yes, that. hello. <laughs> what do you make of Voyage so, of the Little Mermaid is this something that uh, you often see oh, oh no. what I, I, I'm sorry well, <laughs> while the puppeteering is impressive, and they use black. Uh, they use the the black light effects to uh, very, very creatively. I just think like. Um, I hope the the Wi-Fi is a little wonky, but it, it's not a show to go home about. It doesn't. It doesn't. Be like, oh my gosh! Yes. Um, like if I want to watch Little Mermaid, I pull on the Disney Plus app and I'll watch it on there. Uh, I would much rather have this into a stunt show or something else or I don't know like a stunt show did, what uh, what what's what property would you want for a stunt show no no I, I I'm saying I would like a stunt show here or something um like you for, do the, the Caribbean one that they have out in Shanghai oh or I see you could, or um like yeah, like like a Pirates of the Caribbean stunt show okay. like they have out here, or you could, or you, you could easily do something. Else, but it's just, it's not with the times, and I truthfully forget that it's even here. Um, I don't know, you turn it into an attraction or something. But for me, it's not going with it. So I'm sorry, sixty-three percent. I'm not with you guys on this one. Wowzers! Uh, Didn't they have a pirates like little thing a while ago? They yeah, did. Hollywood Studios. It was just like a little small thing. Like they Ariel. did. It was a. Uh, it was kind of the beginning of their like black box initiative where they were trying to start these like the Lightning McQueen thing that they have yeah. at Hollywood okay, Studios okay. is a similar kind of experiment where they just try and take a, an idea and they see how far they can go with it. And I think projection mapping was kind of the thing for the the pirates one, but. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, Garrett, in this regard, um, I have to agree with you. Uh, when it comes down to Voyage of the Little Mermaid, when it comes down to this experience, it does feel wildly out of date when you go in there. The seats don't even look like they've been refurbished in 
20 years. Um, I mean, the whole the whole theater just feels worn and sort of tired. Uh, the show itself is anytime they do have video being projected, anytime there is video that's running, it's all fuzzy. Um, it it just feels... Oh, and the puppets, by the way, the puppets of uh, Plotsam and Jetsam that you end up seeing in this uh, experience also look like they were made in the 70s or something. I mean, they, they just look so decrepit and like they just haven't had any TLC. You know, I'm one of those people that might say, I don't think I'd stop every time. I would definitely ditch it, but I wouldn't mind it being updated. I think that uh, an update would be uh, beneficial to this, especially given what we can do these days with stage shows and experiences. This just feels so out of touch with what else is being offered in other Disney parks and on stage. It just feels like it's left in the 90s or something, left in the early 90s. They definitely need to update it. Yeah. But I will say it's a nice show. Well, I appreciate that. Yes, Garrett. Oh, um, yeah. One thing I think is being that California is my home and I, I miss Disneyland so much, I would love it if they could bring the Aladdin stage show out here because that was the most hilarious show I had ever seen on a Disney uh, on Disney property. And I was laughing just from the stand-up from uh, the Genie's comedy to him messing around with, uh, with Jafar being like, your last name was Pepper Shaker. You'd be Salt and Pepper Shaker, and it's just like it's funny stuff, and it was it, I enjoyed it. So I would love an Aladdin show out here because Aladdin does not get enough love because Aladdin's my number one movie. Wow, I think it'd be perfect to move into Hollywood Studios. I love the Aladdin yeah. show, the but I feel like they're probably going to put in Frozen. Oh yeah, <laughs> like no they already, doubt. They already it. have they already have they, a Frozen yeah. sing along thing. Yeah. They would probably. Yeah, they already have the Frozen they want Two Frozen here. shows. They would be like two Frozen Fro- 1 and Frozen yeah, 2. Frozen 2 would <laughs> be on the other side. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt, what about you when it comes to Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Hollywood Studios, do it or ditch it? You know, I've been doing on on everything so far, but this is this will probably be my first ditch it. How just, about that? Yeah, um, just because the experience I had with it, I a tropical storm came in through Florida one time, and we were trying to get out of the rain, and we sat, and underneath, right above us was a pipe, and it leaked on us. <laughs> oh the no! Whole show. Really? So oh, that's what it wow. was just. It was a bad experience. They wanted you to be the, in the water yeah. with them. under the sea, you know, under, you know. like the song. They... Yeah. So and... go get them fast passes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have said something, but yeah, no, it, it 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 needs to be updated. It just feels from the past, so it really does. And uh, Garrett, we'll give you the last word on this because it sounds like um, overall the digits have it on Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Uh, a little unfortunate, I guess, for anybody that's a super fan of this experience. But uh, what's your what's your final word on uh, the do it or ditch it for this? Uh, I'm. I think it should be dish. Like it's, it's nothing to write home about. I'd rather watch the Indiana Jones adventure or even the beauty on the beast stage show. I love that show uh, so much, but this show, like if you compare the two of uh, beauty and the beast and little mermaid came out the same time, about the same time in the nineties, beauty and the beast wins. It's just like, I don't know. It's the show just doesn't do it for me. It's just, first of all, it's cool, but it like, it looks old. It, need, it needs to either be updated or get out of here. <laughs> I did see some reactions here uh, in the studio (laughs) when you were talking about Beauty and the Beast. I saw two reactions directly to my right that might indicate uh, some contention. Well, okay. I guess I I know, Wade, you said he was going to have the last word. But my question to you, Garrett, is if, if Little Mermaid needs to be updated, why does Beauty and the Beast not need to be updated? Because they both feel the same to me. Okay. All right. So... 
Beauty and the Beast in its defense has been slightly updated. Hi, oh, hi, 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 people. Hi there. Hey. You got, are, are you going to share that beer? <laughs> <laughs> um, but folks, do not drink in Disney. That's, um, that's real magic. She's not classy. Beauty, and, <laughs> I'm just oh, Dang. Beauty and the Beast, uh, I think it could use like a whole stage makeover, use a little bit of touch-up. Like, luckily, they did update the costume uh, for Beast, so he looks, he looks more like the Beast now. Um, but yeah, no, like the stage shows here definitely need an upgrade and makeover. Indiana Jones is pretty set because you can't really do that much. But yeah, um, Disney Junior Dance Party, which I'm also on from that just got a makeover. So I think they just need to start touching up on the things around here. The older things, they just sort of leave for it to die and they need to revive it or change it or something. Um, yeah. Well, very good. And that will be the last word uh, for Do It or Ditch It for Voyage of the Little Mermaid at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The Ditchits have it, unfortunately. Boo. Stick around because <laughs> it's time for The One Thing. The One Thing is upon us, and it is the holiday season, a jovial time of year to be a Disney fan because you have the magic of Disney, the extra magic of the holidays. You combine the two, and it's an Explosion of magic. And today, we're asking, what is your one Disney Christmas wish? So basically, what do you most want to see happen in Disney parks in 2020? So your one Disney Christmas wish. We will start with Katrina. This one's really hard, because I have a lot of wishes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) JPEG. Oh, JPEG. JPEG. You know, my one wish is... Not to get rid of Five and Dime. Hmm. I like that's my yeah Disney California Adventure. I really love that show when I walk in. Yes, guilty. I don't really like stand and watch it the whole show, but Mm -hmm. I do like watching it and like listening to it and stuff. So I I guess like my one wish is just to like for the love of God, just please keep some action in the middle of the park to keep that park alive and to give what. Buena Vista Street needs, you know, to give it that more lively, animated kind of feature that we all adore and mm-hmm. love. So that's what my wish is. I don't disagree with that at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Tyler, what about you? I have, uh, I, I guess my main one, I mean, I don't really, I don't know. I have a personal one. My personal one is I want to go on Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want I want that to happen. That's my personal. I, but the real the real thing that I really want to say is uh, we were speaking about it earlier. I just really want Jingle Cruise to come back to Ooh. to Disneyland. I mean, that's my Christmas wish is Aww. for there to be fruitcakes floating in the waters uh, <laughs> of the Amazon once more. Um, I, I don't know. There's just something about it that always makes me smile. And it was a lot of what you were saying earlier, like down to the goofy sweaters on the tribes people and stuff. It's just, um, it's sad that they don't do it anymore. It really is. I, I've, I, I, I remember getting so excited when I would see them setting it up and be like, Oh, Django Cruise is coming. And even when they made the improvements to it, because they didn't always put out all the decorations and then they kind of started putting more and more. And yeah. It's a I don't care if they shut it down for a couple weeks. I'll survive. As long as I get Jingle Cruise in the end. Yeah. You know, and they never even did shut it down. They shut it down for a couple days, you know, in the past. So it wasn't yeah, even, oh, no. Christmas is Christmas over. Is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's only yeah, just it's begun. Good. How dare you. Oh, 
Thank God the show's almost over, you oh, guys. Jeez. But yeah, bring, bring Jingle Cruise back. Disney, what's wrong with you? What's the matter for you? Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. And uh, Kurt, one Disney Christmas wish. What's yours? So, like, I, I want, I love magic bands. I want Disneyland to have magic bands. Mm. I want mm. them to bring that here. They're kind of testing it somewhat with uh, in Tomorrowland, how you can go to a kiosk now, and it's very similar to, to Magic Kingdom. I want that here. I want to be able to just do the little ding ding when I go in through the park. Yeah. I love that feeling. You don't have to whip out your car. Yeah, I don't have to whip out my car phone. or my phone. I want. I want you a magic band. Pay with band. your magic band. No and fumbling. You could easily make so much money off just. I mean, it's just plastic. So yeah. like. It, it seems like it would just. I would have all the accessories and everything. Sure. That's what I want. Would you want the? Would you want the the fast pass system that Disney World has too, or just I'm, the Magic Bands? I, why not both? What yeah. if, like what do you well, like getting it thirty days in advance? Yeah, or because you're an annual pass holder. So, yeah. I mean, I would like to. You know, you let's would, just go uh, through really? the whole yeah. the whole process. Interesting, yeah. interesting. But I, I want Magic. I don't understand why we don't have them yet. I like. I don't understand what the process is or why it hasn't happened yet. But I want. I don't understand that too. But I. I do agree with him on the whole Magic Band thing. Bringing really on the cool. Magic Bands. Yeah. Well, uh, and we will jump on out to our Walt Disney World correspondent, Garrett Hassel, who's at Disney's Hollywood Studios to uh, discuss his Disney Christmas wish. Garrett, what is it? So, uh, before we go on to that, I like Kurt's idea of the Magic Band. However, I want to keep the Max Pass system just because the Fast Pass system at Disneyland is so much better than out here where I can get on seven fast pass rides a day versus three but yeah. my uh disney christmas wish comes partially from the mind of my beautiful girlfriend ariel uh so she talked about it and i asked a good question and she said bring back to disney world a nighttime parade because um when i uh was a cast member out here i had the opportunity to be a part of that parade and i i loved it it was a very humbling experience going down main street I would love another uh, nighttime parade out here. Um, like maybe not paint the night, maybe something something similar to what they have at Tokyo Disney Sea, the Tokyo Dreamlights. I think that's what they call it. But bring back a nighttime parade. Give me something ah, something with the sparkles out here. Very good. Yeah, no, and uh, it would be nice to have anything at night <laughs> out there at uh, Walt Disney World. I'll say for me, uh, what my one Disney Christmas wish comes down to is uh, back here on the West Coast, perhaps announcing or or starting work on the next major attraction for California Adventure. Um, there is a an expansion pad behind the scenes that has been sitting there for the longest time, the last of the Timon parking lot mm. uh, that used to exist, and uh, butts right up to Cars Land, um, as well as Hollywood Land right now, and then right in between is the new sort of Marvel Land Avengers campus that is being developed. Um, and it sounds like they are saving that space for a major mega attraction for the Marvel Initiative at California Adventure. I would like to hear that announced. I think that's my big Christmas wish. I want I want something to go back there. I want California Adventure to finally feel complete because I feel like it's always been in a state of flux. It's always been in a state of, um, oh, we're adding, we're growing, we're growing. Let's, let's figure out, one, what we're going to do with Hollywood Land because that backlot section is a mess and there's so much back there that needs help. Um, a whole corner where Monsters Inc. is, and, and you've yeah. got these empty stages and all this space that's and not being used. Randomly, Philhar Magic just came this year, too. It's yeah. like anything to yeah. get people in the door because it was just really being ignored. Yeah. 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 I thought your Christmas was just going to be something different. Oh, what did you think? 
I thought you were going to say for JPEG to step down. Oh, oh. well, there's JPEG. <laughs> there is something that uh, I didn't anticipate you saying, but my goodness, wow. I don't know. That's what I thought. It sounds like that's mind. your holiday wish. I mean, <laughs> wasn't in my partly, mind. <laughs> mine is kind of partly because of JPEG, so I'm just praying that that's he doesn't true. get rid that's of it. True. Now he's going to watch this being like, cut it. Well, you know, know, don't you worry. <laughs> Hi, JPEG. Don't you worry because um, he'll just be named CEO and you can deal with that. Uh, Congratulations. Merry uh, Christmas, everybody. Oh, boy. It's like uh, Q Shattered Heart putting Scrooge in charge or something. My gosh. Oh, to put, put it please in Christmas. Scrooge changed. Christmas references. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's stop off one more time with Garrett out in uh, Walt Disney World. Garrett, hey, uh, when, it, when it comes to your Disney Christmas wishes, when it comes to Hollywood Studios, when it comes to Walt Disney World, do you have any sort of honorable mentions, anything else you'd like to see happen out there in 2020? An honorable mention, I would love more character opportunities out here uh, because at Disneyland you have like the, the annual pass holder events. I would love it if Star Wars Land had more characters walking around in there or just more characters that you don't see very much out here, such as like maybe you can meet some more of the Disney princes or we get or you can meet Hercules. I've always wanted to meet Hercules because he's Hercules. Um, but more character opportunity is always good, adding entertainment, because the entertainment out at Disney World, I think, is better than Disneyland. Um, so we're going to start that. We're going to stop the fight right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're still there, can you just show Gertie real quick? I love Gertie so much. Yeah. You have to just show right. Gertie let, real let quick. Let me see if I can. I think I can flip this thing right. There, there she Gertie. is. See you soon, old gal. We'll be there soon. I Our had favorite dino Gertie. out there in Echo Lake. <laughs> she has a cap on, too. Mm. Hi, Gertie. Gorgeous Gertie. <laughs> That's right. She dresses yeah. like Katrina. Gertie's looking good. Gertie's looking good. Always watching over Indy. Yep. That's right. Keeping you safe. Dino stop. Well, that's the one thing for this week. Well, my friends, that brings us to the end of the broadcast, unfortunately. And even more unfortunate than that, uh, the end of Tyler and Katrina's experience with us here in 2019. They are about to embark on a very Merry Christmas vacation. Um, guys, what are your plans? What are you doing? Oh, man. Well, like we've been talking about, we're off to Disney World, off to uh, Universal Orlando, and uh, going to celebrate most of the holiday over there. We're going to be also going over to Idaho to see my mom uh, and... Uh, do things whatever yeah. idaho people do <laughs> and uh wow, she just moved there so I- california's coming to idaho yeah. so yeah exactly I- Idahoans. yeah maybe there'll be snow i don't know oh and then i'll watch my christmas and cry and be like this is so bad you're gonna wear that hat i probably might yeah, bring she it probably will. and uh, wake up christmas morning being like hey what up janet and that's his mom and then she'd be like what are you doing what, are what you up wearing? janet yeah <laughs> what merry, up janet merry christmas girl <laughs> yeah. yeah really yeah, yeah. And then we're gonna try to ride like ride of like Rise of the Resistance. We're yeah, Rise of the Resistance is the happening, and we're gonna do a couple of vlogs all over we're there. I think. Eat. And I'm um, gonna try gluten free churros again. There's a new place that opened up, and I found out they have gluten free churros. So I oh, gotta go get hey. those. So yeah, uh, yeah we're we gonna got a lot be in store. Eating, walking, riding rides, an eventful fun. experience. Yeah. Seeing the castle, me crying. Mm. Everything is like all, it's, it's all like gonna so happen. Many emotions happening right it now. It happens every time, so expect it. It really does break down. Yeah, it just, it's great. Well, <laughs> what, what, what's going to be uh, happening on attractionfaction.net? Uh, what should we look forward to over at uh, your site? 
Well, so for the for the couple weeks we're gone, we're gonna have a few little you know holiday shows come out from around the Disneyland Resort, um, like Viva Navidad, and they also have like the Toy Drummer Soldiers and stuff. We'll we'll have a couple of those things kind of sprinkled in mm-hmm. through your holidays, so you can check those things out. And then uh, once we're back from uh, Orlando, of course, we'll have uh, some things to share uh, from there too. So um, it's it's all an exciting time. It's gonna be exciting, yeah. yeah. Um, just I just can't wait to I I mean Rise of the Resistance is really what I'm mostly excited for which I I, I you've just, been saving yourself just sh- any good theme park ride I don't care uh what the property is necessarily like I know I know that's hard to believe but I really don't I just want it to be a great attraction I really do like, Avatar I could care less about Avatar but I love Pandora I think it's cool you know so I just want Rise of the Resistance to be fantastic that's all I want. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, we wish you a, a wonderful experience, uh, a restful vacation, even though you'll be running around the parks for most of it. Yeah. Uh, but certainly a, a great experience. Uh, next week uh, in your spot will be singer-songwriter uh, Christine Evans. Uh, she'll be cool. joining us. Uh, she'll be here singing uh, in studio. She writes uh, original Disney songs based on films um, that are you know sort of treasured classics. And so cool. she'll be here to uh, fill your spots, even though no one can. Oh, oh that's really sweet. Oh. But oh, Katrina, man. there's one thing that you should know, and that is you and your hat are about to be beat because... I think. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. You should have worn it this whole time. What are you doing? I Holding out it, on me this whole time. When it comes down to it, there are only a few people that uh, enjoy Christmas more than you. And by a few people, I mean solo me. Okay. Uh, I, I Your hat's a little off frame. Just so you Is it? Yeah? <laughs> Shall I? There yeah. we go. Yeah. There you go, well, yeah. Hey, there we go. Uh, there is nobody that loves Christmas more than me. And I will fight you to the death on that. Oh my God, Even though awesome. you have been planning and plotting Split for screen weeks. high five. Woo! <laughs> Even though you have been planning and plotting for weeks with your various sweaters and stuff. Oh, yeah. I thought, you know what? There will come a time. There will come a time where I also... It's a sparkly belt. Ex- yeah, well, hey, you got to <laughs> straighten that out. There will also come a time where I, too, live my Christmas dream. And that's right now. And I hope in the next episode, you're going to be singing a Christmas song. To show your Christmas spirit. I will sing the entire time. <laughs> okay, cool. I will drown out Christine. Um, like, girl, and, be quiet. It's my yeah, turn. Yeah, just play the keyboard <laughs> for me. Let me go. Yeah, that's how that'll work. My question is, uh, does this hat make you a butthead? Wow. Only if I... <laughs> <laughs> Only if I turn around. That's right. Yes. Yeah. But uh, Santa going down the chimney or... Um, Maybe if I stand on my head, be standing upright. I don't know. But yeah, that'd be a sight to see. Now (laughs) I want to see you do a headstand. Please, let's make this happen. (laughs) Garrett, um, in Walt Disney World, did you did you have a hat you were going to put on or are you woefully unprepared? Got my wallet. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not really a hat guy. Do you see this hair? This does not get covered up. Wow. wow. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Don't touch just the merchandise. Like, just like Gaston has beautiful hair, so do I. Uh, uh, oh, I my do. Yeah. gosh. You can't, you can't cover up this beauty right here. No, um, no, no hat for me, but uh, happy holidays. And Katrina, Tyler, can't wait to hang out with you guys Yay. out here. Uh, hopefully we get some time together. Um Probably won't get to go on rides with you. Um, so I'll just He's already canceling on us. You see this? <laughs> I am already seeing right now. He's, he's plotting. Already, he's already he's like, plotting. Oh, to... yeah. Oh, I'm busy. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> if only he could have made time. Uh, Katrina has a weird hat. 
can't really hang with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't hang out with people that cover their hair up. It's true. No, no. Those, those <laughs> anti-hair showing people, I can't stand them. We just want to cover our hair so that we can highlight your beautiful hair. Uh, th- then we can definitely hang out. And <laughs> Got it. That's how that works. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, my friends, this has been uh, very good fun. We wish you a wonderful Christmas. Again, we'll be back here live with you next week, just uh, without our our two favorite friends here at the table. Uh, But we look forward to you joining us next week, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Remember, the legacy of Walt Disney, it lives on because of people like you, me, and, well, Santa's other half. We'll see you next week.